right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this initial episode of the Mental Health Babble podcast. My name is Kenny, and I am so glad to have this opportunity to really kind of start something that I, I really have a, a, a really kind of massive vision for, <laughs> I guess. Um, that what I really hope to be a very eye-opening journey uh, through the the subject in the field of, of mental health. And uh, I know by saying those words, mental health, and, you know, everything that revolves around that subject of mental health, you know, the, the negative stigmas that exist, and, you know, just all of the, the convoluted information um, that's in, in this field, it can be a scary subject to, to look at if you don't really know what you're looking at. So my hope is that uh, you and I go on this journey. We talk about, you know, the field of mental health. We destigmatize the field. We talk about, you know, methods and, and processes for self-advocacy and kind of an understanding of where you're at today, mentally, emotionally speaking, and ways that you can really uh, identify some some problem areas in your life, whether that's that's big or small problems, right? And we'll, we'll talk about the difference between those, um, and then what you can do about it. My my entire vision for this podcast is not for me to sit here behind a microphone and ramble on. I know it's called mental health babble, but I you know that's the name I came up with. But um, my my goal is to reach people in places where um, where they're at. I work as a psychoeducational counselor for a clinic here in, in the Springs, and we'll uh, we'll talk about that a little bit um, in this episode. We'll we'll address where I'm at today, but that is an opportunity for people who are advocating for themselves already, coming into that clinic for one reason or another, and coming to see us um, as psychoeducational counselors. So, what I do on a daily basis is people come in and. Um, we, we, it's, it really is kind of like training people how to live their life a little bit better based on a method that is, uh, by utilizing a method that is based on cognitive behavioral therapy. It really is a very good process. I, I do love what I do. And that is why I've, I've done it for the time that I have done it. I'm also in school. I'm working to become a licensed professional counselor. Um, so I'm not just here you know, trying to make changes in people's lives. And, you know, I, I'm not here for my own, uh, for my own hubris. I'm here because I really do care about people and, and I want to make sure that people are getting the access to, to the, uh, correct information and they're advocating for themselves as they should. Life is not easy. If it was, I, I think we would, uh, I think things would be a lot of, a lot better off, but as you, as you know, I mean, you can watch the news, you can scroll through your, you know, your social media feeds and you can get fed a lot of garbage. You know, there's a lot of things going on in the world that, uh, that affect all of us globally, you know? And so it, it's important for us to take some time for ourselves, do some, um, some introspection, some self-evaluation, look at where we're at mentally and, and cognitively speaking, emotionally, and uh, consider whether or not, you know, we really do need to seek some, some sort of help. 
And it's not a bad thing, right? You break your arm, you go to the doctor, you know, you, you, you got to take care of yourself physically. I, I would almost challenge people that it's probably even more so important for people to take care of themselves mentally as well. The brain is, is that is the uh, epicenter of control and function for everything else that happens internally. And so if we don't take care of ourselves mentally, we are going to see uh, decline very quickly. Um, emotionally, uh, you know, behaviorally, uh, cognitively, there, there are a lot of things that are affected when, when things aren't going right, mentally speaking. So that's, that really is the, the core of what we're doing here. Um, I'm a very open person when it comes to my own personal mental health. I, I think that it's, it's important for me to speak up and, and talk about my own journey because it's, it really is that journey. It is the story of my life and the things that I've gone through, uh, that have brought me to where I'm at today. And it, it, it's something that I find people connect with very easily. And when they can understand, you know, that, that someone else has gone through a lot of difficulties in life, you know, some trauma and, um, some other, other negative areas, mentally speaking, they, they find that, you know, it's, it's a lot easier for them to stand up and advocate for themselves. So I'm a very open person. Um, throughout these podcasts, you may hear me, you know, make reference to certain areas of my life or my own personal story, uh, because it's powerful. I, I know the power that, that, you know, my story holds and I know the efficacy of speaking up and, and actually talking about that story, which is something that I encourage a lot of people to do. And funny enough, that is what we're going to kind of discuss this, this first episode, not kind of, that is what we're going to discuss for this first episode. Uh, I do want to say that I, I may have uh, another person joining me to uh, do these podcasts in the future. However, right now it's just, it's going to be me until uh, we can get some details worked out. So I don't want to waste a lot of time talking about, you know, inconsequential things. I do want to spend time um, talking about, you know, what, what the vision is for this podcast as it stands right now. Uh, I think we, we've mentioned a lot of little things. And so I'm just going to, I'm going to try and do this um, in a very uh, kind of chronological way. So right now we we're kind of diving into the first episode. This is really going to set the stage for what's to come. Um, I already have some ideas and thoughts of, and plans for uh, future episodes. And my plan is to drop an episode uh, every week if I can. Um, consistency matters. It, it certainly matters in the field of mental health care. And, and I know that there is just so much information out there. There's so many subjects that people really want to um, you know, hear about and potentially talk about things that might matter um, more to the individual, to kind of bolster their courage and, and give them an opportunity to stand up for themselves. But this entire first episode really, and by the title, you can see that um, it really is your story matters. Your story matters. Just like I was saying that, you know, I, I'm very open about my own. I, I stand up and I talk about it and there's, there's a lot of reasons why I stand up and talk about it. But the biggest one is it helps me to connect with other people because they realize that I'm not just some guy sitting behind a desk who has some information or I'm not just some individual there trying to collect a paycheck. You know, this isn't just me working eight to five. Uh, this is me really truly investing a lot of time and mental energy into this field because I care about people and I want to see people 
grow mentally. I, I really, the, the clinic that I work for is called mentally strong. And, and I like that name because that, that is not just the name of the clinic. That is the, the goal. The goal is to become mentally strong. And it's not to say that we're, we're mentally weak. We're running around and, but, but you really got to think about it, right? Life, life comes at you in a lot of different ways and it wears you down. It, it really does. And it's not just you, it's me, it's, it's everybody. We find ourselves in a position uh, where we may be a little burnout. We're just facing a lot. There are a lot of different things going on. So it's really good for us to learn some things that maybe we don't know mentally and emotionally speaking. Not everybody, not everybody's perfect, right? Nobody's perfect. And so it's, it's a guarantee, right? And I can, I can stand on those words. It's a guarantee that people have missed something at some point in their life. And there's always improvements, no matter how little that we can make. So we're going to learn some, some really good, um, you know, grounding techniques along the way. We're going to talk about, you know, ways to manage stress, anxiety in your life and, Really, I, I'm I'm advocating that people, when they realize that there there is something missing, that you you do take the time and think about whether or not you know reaching out and and seeking um, some sort of of help, whether it's through you know a counseling program um, or wh- whatever you feel you need. I, I just want people to be able to advocate advocate for themselves, stand up and and really advocate for yourself. <clears throat> so. Like I said, you know, the, the entire premise of this first podcast is, you know, your story matters, but I did say, I was going to talk a little bit about the here and now, and I I did kind of mention it right now. Um, professionally, what I'm doing is I am working as an unlicensed counselor, right? So I, I really want to make that clear. I'm not a licensed therapist. I have been working in the field of mental health care for a little over two years. Um, and I work at a clinic called Mentally Strong. I did talk to the uh, practice owner, Dr. Christy Bunakamara. Uh, she goes by Dr. B. And she uh, had this amazing vision. And it really stands out in the mission statement for Mentally Strong, which is to revolutionize the field of mental health care or revolutionize the field of mental health. And she is doing this um, through the the clinic itself, which uh, is run under a medical model. Now, uh, nowhere, at least as far as I know, there, there really aren't many places uh, or any really that, that run under this model um, or provide this level of access for mental health care, which says that you can come in and you can get psychoeducational counseling, right? Uh, we utilize a method that is based on cognitive behavioral therapy, seems like a mouthful cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, we utilize that method. Um, all of the, the methods and techniques are based off of, of that, um, that therapeutic model. And then we also offer psychiatric care. Uh, we have uh, a team of psychiatric nurse practitioners that work in the clinic, uh, IE, which is, you know, why we run under a medical model, um, And because we do that, you're getting both in the same place. If that's what you need, you get the medication management and you also get the psychoeducational counseling. It really is a beautiful thing. Uh, The other thing I can say is that as far as providing access to care, which is a a big point of what we, what we do is providing that access. Uh, We also do walk-ins five days a week. 
So people can literally come in off the street. They can, you know, advocate for themselves, tell us what they need and we can, we can get them set up with an appointment or, you know, whatever they're looking to do. If it really is just medication management, they're an established patient and they just need to come in and maybe talk about their medications. You know, maybe there's some side effects or they just need to make some adjustments to the medications as they are. We do that. So we are literally trying to revolutionize the field by providing as much access to care as, as possible. And that's not an easy thing to do when you start talking about the field of mental health. There is a lot going on and you'd be surprised the level of people that, that know that this is what they need and they do, they do come in and because they're, they're getting, you know, they're, they're being seen uh, as quickly as we can get them in, you know, we, we've, we've seen the efficacy of this, of this process of the model. So, uh, that mentally strong, we are in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, if you want to look us up, I would direct you to the website, which is mentally strong.com. I, I highly encourage anybody living in the area of Pueblo, Colorado Springs, uh, you know, Manitou and even the, the Denver Metro area, please look into this mentally strong.com get on the website, check us out. Um, you can, you can get all the information that you need to from there. And if you feel like there's more information that you need or that you would like to have about the clinic itself, uh, the way that we operate or, you know, any information, if you would like to set up an appointment, uh, you do have the option to reach out, uh, to the staff through, through that website as well. Uh, it'll give you all the numbers, you know, email addresses, anything like that, that you need, uh, in order to do that. And I, I highly encourage it if that, if that's something that you're interested in. Like I said, you know, it, it, people, people kind of, they, they can, in, in some regards, if they don't understand it, they, um, they can kind of balk at the notion that, you know, there are people that are doing some form of counseling unlicensed. And I can understand that. I mean, you know, if I were just, you know, some Joe on the street and somebody came up to me and said, Hey, go to this place, you know, they, they're, they're really great you know, yada, yada. And somewhere towards the end, you know, they, they tell me that, um, you know, the, the counselors on staff are unlicensed. I, I'd probably laugh people off too. We don't look at it at, at people who are unlicensed as uh, necessarily being, um, you know, great at what they do. I, I mean, we, we really have put this, this mindset that, you know, that degree that, that licensure really makes somebody the expert. And while I, I do agree and I understand that, you know, education is extremely important. I think it, it definitely fills in a lot of gaps and it has done that for me as well. I can't, I cannot refute whatsoever personal life experience and, and the growth that a person experiences through those life experiences. It matters, which is what we're talking about today, because I, I want, I want people to understand the power of the story their story, right? Um, I don't, and, and this is just me, you know, I, I work on my, my, you know, personal internal dialogue and, and my own esteem and, and things of that nature, but I don't consider myself to be a, a super highly intelligent individual. I, I, I am a smart person. I feel like, you know, academically I, I do well. Um, I, I always strive to do the best that I can and, and I do. But I, I don't want to, I don't want to come across as, you know, somebody that's cocky or way too overconfident. I, I, 
I understand things because I have perspective and perspective was based off of the way that I live my life and the situations and the things that I've, I found myself in or I went through, um, through that journey. Perspective is based on your story and it matters. Whether you believe it does or not, you are living with a purpose, whether you're utilizing that purpose or not, that's an individual thing, right? But it's all based on your personal experiences in life. You have perspective and that absolutely matters. And I listen, roll your eyes, you know, huff, puff, turn the podcast off. I really hope that you, you at least listen to what I'm saying right here, right now. It doesn't matter, you know, it doesn't matter the position that you're in right now. Your story matters and we're going to talk about it. The first thing that I always try to do with people, when people come into counseling for the first time, they're sitting in front of me, I, I, we talk, right? So there's one thing, one really important aspect of, uh, you know, doing the psychoeducational counseling that really matters to me. And I, I, you know, through my academic journey, um, has been pointed out as a very, a very critical point in the counseling or, or therapeutic process. And that is the relationship. I have people come into my office and they sit in front of me, uh, people that are, are 20 plus years older than me. Right. And they look at me tattoos up and down my arms. You know, I, you know, I, I, I look a certain type of way and, and it's whether, whether you feel it's right or not, call me right or wrong and whatever names you want to, we look at people. And a lot of times based on the, the look of an individual, we're, we're passing some form of judgment, right? There are biases that exist in each and every one of us, whether we're willing to acknowledge that or not, we look at a person and we're, we're kind of judging that individual, right? Which is why, you know, we start talking about working in a professional environment, you know, you're talking about somebody that wears a button down shirt with the tie and the slacks and the, and the nice shoes and, and stuff like that. You know, if you're sitting in front of a person like that, you're looking at somebody and like, you know, oh, this, this individual is extremely professional. They must, they must really know what they're talking about. Sure. That could be true but you're also talking to a person, right? And, and I'm not saying that everybody that dresses like that is in some way, shape or form um, inadequate or unable to do their job correctly. I'm, I'm not saying that at all. And it really isn't based on any of those arbitrary factors. It really is based on the individual sitting across from you. And I do believe that life experience matters. I'll say that again. I do believe that life experience matters. And I say that because right now, you know, with what I do at Mentally Strong uh, as a psychoeducational counselor, I feel that I, I, I've made a lot of great connections with a lot of people. I feel that a lot of people have learned some very excellent techniques and skills, but I feel like a lot of that has come from my ability to make that connection, that therapeutic relationship, right? That counseling relationship with these people so that they continue to come back. They continue to believe that, that Mentally Strong has something to offer them and so they're more willing to be involved in the process. They're not so worried about, you know, the person sitting across from them, judging them for their lifestyle or the mistakes that they've made in the past. And they know that the person sitting across from them understands them. My experiences have, have ranged, you know, they, they've, they've spanned the entire spectrum. I've gone through some really traumatic things. I have hit some really low points in my life to the point of even being suicidal. Um, at a time 
And I feel like I've, I've also been elevated in a lot of ways, uh, far beyond, you know, my understanding at times, but I, I, I've spanned that spectrum. I, I've made connections with a lot of people and it's all because of that perspective that I carry from understanding my own personal story, looking at my life as a whole and not just bits and pieces. Maybe some of this is confusing. We're going to get into it anyways, but, uh, and, and hopefully what we talk about provides a little bit more understanding, a little bit of clarity in what I'm saying, but understanding why understanding the story matters. Why does that story matter? We have to understand, we, we've got to look at the, the big why. Why does everyone's story matter? And it matters because, again, you know, when you start talking to other people and making connections, we, we literally are drawing off of our, our personal life experience, if you think about it. From the time that you were a, a very young child, and we're talking like two, three years old, you know, right coming out of the womb, and as a baby, you know, you're, you're going through these developmental phases. You're learning a lot about the environment around you. You're learning who mom is. You're learning who dad is, brother, sister. You're learning a lot about your environment. And as you grow and your, your brain begins to develop more and more and more, and you're passing through these developmental stages, you are on a very subconscious level taking notes, mental notes about the environment around you. There are subtle things that happen within your environment that can take your environment from being a good environment, a safe environment, a loving environment, all those really good things, and it can turn it on its head. And whether you understand it as a child can actually make your outlook on the world bad. There can be fear, right? That fear of, of things happening in that environment, which we can we can talk about all, all, of, all of those little um all those little categories that, that contribute to the fear. But when that fear is present during, you know, those years in childhood, what you start to see is, you know, during adolescence, early, middle, middle adolescence, you know, it, wherever the manifestation is, you start to see the anxiety increase and, and start popping up, right? Fear and anxiety. <clears throat> so the evaluation of the story we got to answer that, that big why, but we, we also have to kind of decode the story. We've got to, we've got to look at it, like I said, as a whole. And, and the way that you do it is almost, if you can, you can picture this in your mind, it's almost like having one of those cork boards and you're, you're, you're looking at yourself as a whole. And you've, let's say you've got some note cards up there and you've written depression, anxiety, you know, social phobias, eating disorders, all these different negative things, right? These negative, um, um, these negative emotions, these, these feelings, all these, all these different things that are happening, right? Behaviorally, cognitively, they're, they're up on this court board and all these, you know, whatever they are for you. And let's say you put like a, a, a thumbtack in the middle of it and you tie a little string around it. And then you look at your childhood, right? You've got all these different cards that are at, towards the bottom and they're, they're just displaying different events that have taken place during your life, during childhood. Mom and dad used to fight all the time. Dad was physically abusive. Dad was mentally abusive. Emotionally, uh, mom was mentally, emotionally uh, abusive. They, my parents were mentally and emotionally unavailable. There was some form of neglect, abandonment, 
I was sexually abused, physically abused. There, there's a multitude, an entire host of things that, that could take place. I grew up religious and because, you know, I, I grew up with this fear of God, right? Of, of a God that, you know, if I sinned and made a mistake, he was going to uh, punish me in some way, shape or form. I checked that box for myself and, and I'll talk about that later, but you, you have all these little note cards of, of life events that took place during those younger years. And the younger years really are the ones that really precipitate some of this really negative behavior later on in life. We just don't understand how to make those connections. So by decoding, right, you're looking at the, at the negative things that are happening presently, right? I have so much anxiety. I, I can't go out and I can't socialize. I can't form, you know, good relationships. I can't do this. I can't do that. And then you start looking back at all those different events that happen early on in life. Now you're, 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 you're thinking about it, right? You're doing that, that internal, um, introspection, you're looking at your life and, and all these different events. And now you're, you're really starting to put some of these pieces together because mom and dad fought all the time. And I remember hiding in my room and I was scared, you know, that fear of my father, right? He would, he would yell and scream. He was uh, mentally, you know, all those different things. And I, I don't want to keep, you know, rambling and going over the same things, but now you can, you can start to think about this counseling process uh, the, this introspection, you're, you're taking that string from, you know, the emotional or, or mental turmoil and, and, you know, the cognitive issues that you're having and the behavioral issues that you're having. And you're tying that string down to specific events from your childhood. We're decoding is what we're doing. For me, I had, you know, depression, anxiety, uh, PTSD, but the PTSD, I believe was more tied to, um, you know, combat related stuff, but, but who says that's the case, right? There was some sexual abuse in the past. There was some, uh, you know, I hate to say it, you know, there, there was some physical abuse there. There were a lot of really negative things that I felt growing up. I just didn't understand them enough to make those connections at a, you know, a certain point in my life. And, and it really didn't happen for me until I got into therapy until I started talking about it in an environment where I was, I was learning, right. When I started college, I started as a history major. I love history. I really do. And the one thing that, that being a history major in college always, always provided to me was that, that glimpse of the past, looking at, at the past and understanding the past and understanding how the past contributed to where I, where we are now. And that's the same format that I utilize when it comes to this counseling process. When people come and sit down in front of me and it's the first counseling session that they have with me, not only do I, I give them a rundown of my story because I want them to understand me. I want them to connect with me. I want them to know that the person sitting across from them is not some perfect individual. I don't want to be put on a pedestal. I don't want to be looked at as any, anything else other than an individual with very unique perspectives and, and some training and understanding of how to overcome and, and to live a life according to the personal vision that, that I have for my future. I have information. I have perspective. I want to connect with these individuals because I want them to be successful. All of these things in conjunction, but we always start those first sessions by gathering information, right? Looking at the past. I talk to people 
tell me about your childhood. Tell me about, you know, your relationship to your parents. Tell me about, you know, how many siblings did you have? Where, where did you kind of fall in the birth order? Um, tell me about any negative events that took place during your childhood. You know, um, a lot of, a lot of this stuff is done really well when, when the people come in for the first time, they do their, they do their initial intake. Right. So somebody sits down with them and they collect all this information. And there's actually a section in there that that uh, it's one of the um, assessments that we do. And it's called the ACE Adverse Childhood Experience Assessment. And so it kind of gives a bit of a rundown. Right. It talks a little bit about, you know, sexual abuse, mental, physical, emotional abuse, neglect. Um, it talks about, you know, mental mental illnesses or mental health issues in the in the family. Um it talks about, you know, parents separated, divorced. It talks about a multitude of things, but the individual may not have the opportunity to expand on some of those events. And maybe, maybe they forget an intake, you know, lasts anywhere from 45 minutes. And, and that is on the low end. I mean, the very low end rarely does an intake only take 45 minutes, but an intake takes anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half, sometimes longer, depending on the individual that you're talking to, depending on what their experiences are in life and, and what their chief complaint is and everything that they're going through. Right. I, I hope you guys are starting to see and understand this is a, a very detailed, very multifaceted process. And it is not easy to do the, the, the necessary work to decode. This is not a quick process. There are a lot of people that, um, you know, also exercise avoidant behaviors, whether they realize it or not. Maybe they, um, you know, grew up and there, there was something very nasty that happened to them in the past. And either, you know, through trauma, amnesia or through, you know, wh whatever the reasons are, maybe they've forgotten. It happened to me. There were things that happened to me in, in my childhood, in my life, uh, through adolescence that I had, I had uh, somehow just blocked out, just didn't think about. Maybe I didn't think it was necessarily um, a negative thing, but looking at it through the eyes and the lens of an adult and through somebody that has, you know, really good understanding of what, what is right and what is wrong, I now understood that you know, there, there were some additional things to what I already knew existed. There were additional things that, that had happened that were bad. So this decoding process is like putting together a puzzle through the intake. They, they, you know, they've got a lot of those pieces already put into place and that's excellent, but it, it usually isn't the entire picture. Usually when they come in for that first counseling session, I have to do this information gathering process because a, I'm a, I'm a person that likes to verify Right. I can I can look at something that, that may have been marked down or something that may be a little convoluted as far as the information goes. But I want to verify information. I want to make sure that, you know, the person sitting across from me feels as though they have an opportunity to talk about, you know, what what's happened to them in the past so that I can write it down and we can we can make a note of it because it's important. Decoding the story is is digging deep being honest a lot of introspection there are people who have a hard time talking about their past because for for fear or shame or guilt right because they they're they they fear being judged by other people even in a professional setting even in a counseling or a therapeutic setting they they still don't want to divulge certain information 
And so when I tell my story, when I talk to people about, you know, being a, a severe alcoholic, being a, a terrible husband or, you know, not, not being a great person for many years, they start to understand that, okay, if, if he's been there and he can talk about it and he's obviously in a better place, then I can do the same. And so I, it, it helps to bridge that gap. So that, it, I, I, for me, this was the big why. This is why the story matters. But for other people, it, it takes a lot of time for them to come to this conclusion, this understanding. We also have to understand that our past is our, it's our biggest asset for growth, for learning. That's our perspective. This is where we, this is where we start to gain our uh, worldview, the way that we interact with other people right? Uh, the way that we treat other folks in life. And, and so it's important for us to give an honest assessment and evaluation of ourselves, of our past, make as many connections as we possibly can. As a matter of fact, it's part of that process anyways, that discovery process. But after you do a lot of this decoding, so we, we go through childhood, we go through adolescence, we look at their adult life where they're at. And I ask them a lot of questions, you know, and, and as I'm going along, I'm taking a lot of notes, right? I'm writing all this stuff down, but I'm, I'm kind of reading between the lines in some ways. And then I'll, I'll ask clarifying questions and then I'll write certain things down, especially for the childhood piece. You know, when your parents were arguing, what did you feel? And a lot of people, you know, they'll, they'll say, well, I was, I was scared. I've had people say I was angry. And, and then we got to talk about anger because anger is a secondary uh, emotion. There's always an underlying reason as to why people feel this, this emotional arousal, right. That, that results in anger. It's not just, it's not just being mad. There's more to that story and we have to identify what that anger says. And so I, I've got to ask these clarifying questions. And as I'm going along, I'm writing these notes. I'm taking all this information down. We talk about adolescence. Okay. Tell me about what happened here. Okay. You know, clarify some of these statements, right? I'm, I'm building this picture. And sometimes that, that, that takes the first and second appointments. Sometimes it goes a little bit longer because some people have gone through a lot and there's a lot of details that have to come out and I don't want to miss anything. I'm certainly not going to rush the process. I wouldn't be doing people justice if I was rushing them while they were taking the time to try and decode and, and understand their story and, and tell their story. So we go through childhood, we go through adolescence, we get into adulthood. Um, if they're adults, you know, if they're adolescents, that's, that's a different story. But if they're adults, we get into their adult life and, and we start talking about things there. Tell me about the behaviors. Tell me about, you know, the emotions. Tell me about, you know, your cognition. Let's look at everything as a whole. And then I ask them other questions like, hey, what's your diet look like? What's your exercise look like? How are you sleeping? There, there is so many different factors that go into understanding a person's story, decoding that story, and then all these notes that are being taken and then I'm writing down somewhere on the page, I'm writing down specific notes, things to pay attention to mental and emotional neglect, abandonment, um, you know, fear, anxiety, you know, all of these different things. And, and I'm tying things in to the notes. And once we've got those first three categories done, childhood, adolescence, adulthood, then I ask them about their vision for the future. 
The crazy thing is a lot of people don't, a lot of people coming into counseling don't really have much of a vision for their future. Some do, some people have things and they can rattle them off right away. You know, what they, what they desire for the future, but they have no vision of how to get from where they're at in that current moment in the present to that vision. And so by understanding their vision, guess what? That gives us direction. How do we get you from where you're at today to where you want to go? That's important. We have to have some kind of vision in life. Why do you get out of bed in the morning? Why do you put your feet on the ground? Why do you bother, you know, showering and, and brushing your teeth and brushing your hair, or combing your hair, or whatever you do, you know, and, and why do you bother getting dressed? Why do you bother getting in your car? And, and, you know, why do you do these things? What are you aiming towards? Some people, some people have that vision. Some, some don't. So we challenge that a little bit. And then I look at what, what's called the chief complaint. I want to know what brought you in in the first place. What's, what was the biggest thing? What was the motivating factor bringing you in to seek counseling? <clears throat> and a lot of people, they identify specific symptoms, things that are going on in their life, or they, they don't know enough about what's going on with them. And so they, they try and quantify it one way or another. Had people come in, you know, I, I, uh, I'm struggling in my marriage. I, um, I'm having serious bouts of anxiety. I'm depressed. I can't sleep at night. I've got all these different things going on. And so, okay, I acknowledge that and I write that down too. I want to know what their, what their understanding is of where they're at. And then once we collect all of this information, we go into a process of trying to make some connections. Like we talked about, you know, that cork board, you've got the, the, you got all the symptoms and, and stuff at the top. And then you have all of these uh, contributing factors down at the, at the bottom. And now you're, you're kind of, you know, again, through that visualization, you're tying strings from one event to, you know, specific emotions and symptoms and, and things of, of, of that nature. And why is that important? That understanding is here's something that happened in your past and here is how that correlates to where you're at today and, and the way that you're functioning in life today. A lot of people who talk about having serious bouts of anxiety, that was early onset. That happened probably more than likely it happened during childhood. And when they take the time to evaluate and actually do the, the, the digging, so to speak, and, and get deep into their past and they start making those connections, you, you should see it people's eyes, they, they, they get wide and their mouth is almost, you know, gaping and they're sitting there and, and it's like, Oh my God, you know, the veil has been, has been pulled back and they're, they're seeing something clearly for the first time. They're making a connection and through that connection, through that information, that knowledge that they've gained comes the opportunity, the possibility probably for, for some of these people for the first time to actually make some, some different choices and changes in their life. Because as I said, in the very beginning, it's through knowledge, through understanding that is the, the catalyst for change in our lives. And if we don't understand the reason or the need to change, we will not change. So once we start making these connections, we start talking about, okay, what do we, what do we really need to address first and foremost? What are, what are some of the biggest things that are bothering you? So by talking and, and looking at the, the chief complaint, a lot of times we, we, we either 
change our direction or we we come up with some combination of things that that we can address and look at some people think that you know they are one thing based on symptoms and and you know their understanding as limited as that may be at the time and then once they get this clarity they start looking at it a little bit deeper and they realize okay this is just this is just secondary to all of these other things or for to to this thing specifically and so we need to pay more attention to this and if we address this it may actually make a lot of improvements here so learning from the past is is it's a very detail oriented very it can be a very lengthy process and it and it can be painful you're asking people to unpack some things right to to pull them out and identify them as as problematic and start making connections and and through this process you you got to understand people can go through a, a, a varying array of emotions you know through the counseling process through the therapeutic process so you, you as a or for me specifically as a person who does psychoeducational counseling i've got to pay attention to all the details there are people that come in um and this is either their first time in counseling or they they've gone through you know different ther- therapies throughout their life and now they've ended up here because of the opportunity that was that was presented to them to be here and so they they may come in with a already with a diagnosis or they come in they get their initial evaluation they go through some you know assessments and and things of that nature and then they end up with a diagnosis and then we we start we start doing work but i tell people Pay attention to what's going on. We, we need to continually evaluate your mood. We, we need to continually evaluate your emotional state. We need to look at all of these different things because one thing that we don't want to do is, you know, start ripping all this stuff out and, and toying around with it. And you're not ready to address these things. And, and you find yourself in a worse place mentally and emotionally than, than when you came in. We don't want to do that. So there, again, the, the process is extremely multifaceted and I don't want to get into the weeds. Um, I feel like I have a little bit already, but it, it really is understanding the big why. So understanding why the story matters. The story matters because that is your perspective on life that gives you information um, internally on, on a subconscious level of how you interact with people around you. The story also matters because it's a way for you to connect with other people. It it can be the opportunity that you need to connect with somebody who may need your help later on, later on in the future. Um, I've talked to a lot of different people and uh, some of the greatest things that I've seen is that people, people start to realize their purpose based on their story tell people all the time like do you do you realize you know the the information that you're sitting on right now the courage that it took you to stand up and come in here and and face all all of these things that have happened to you in your life do you realize the value that you carry and a lot of people don't a lot of people tell you oh well you know um i i 
I thought about it and I've had other people tell me that, you know, they, they really enjoy it when I share my story, but you know, they, they lack the confidence, they lack the esteem, they lack a, a lot of different things to stand up and continually, you know, tell that story and, and do all these things. And so through this process, you know, there comes an understanding that, yeah, that story matters. I have, uh, I have a lot of examples that, that I could use, but one of the biggest ones that sticks out is, you know, this, this guy that I've, I've talked to in the past who, uh, he had been involved in some really, really serious, uh, things throughout his life, a little bit of gang activity and, and so on and so forth. And, um, he has spanned a lot of different emotions through throughout his life but by hearing his story i was so compelled to you know do everything that i could within my power to to help this individual find some some peace some clarity and and find a way to you know forge ahead and and move forward in life and one of the one of the greatest conversations that we had was look man you know you understand that you know, the reasons why people really get involved in these, in these lifestyles is because they're seeking something. Right. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I asked him, I was like, what do you think they're looking for? And he, he stopped and he thought about it for a minute. And his answer was, you know, they're, they're looking to make those connections, right? They, they're looking to be cared for. They're looking to feel included. They're looking for a, a lot of different things, right? So based on our insecurities, we find other people that are willing to give us the things that we're missing in life. And, and there really is a, a massive story there. And I, I don't want to be the one to tell it. Um, I think it's amazing that, that, you know, he, <clears throat> he's in the place that he is today, but I did let him know. I was like, look, based on the knowledge and the information that you have about your past, and the perspective that you carry right now, based on your understanding, I was like, how, how much of a difference do you think that you could make in the world around you, in your community, you know, with other people that are going through similar things that are struggling in ways that you understand and a lot of other people don't. And he, he was like, yeah, man, you're right. He started to understand that he is not without purpose. And that to me was a beautiful thing. He, he got this clarity. He, he started feeling better. And, you know, through that understanding of, of his purpose that he does carry in life based on his experiences and challenging the way that he thinks about himself and challenging the way that he thinks about those experiences in life, he started to understand the importance of it. <clears throat> I talked about this and, and learning from the, from the past and understanding, you know, that the, that the history matters, all of that is great, but it's understanding the utilization, right? how that past matters. And, and I've talked to people about this before. And if, you know, this sounds a little too crude, I'm sorry, but I, I really want people to think about it. As I was growing up, I do remember distinctively, there were, there were a couple of times or, you know, maybe more than a couple of times, my dad had a garden and I remember him going out there with his, his tiller and he would, you know, till the soil and he would, you know, he would, um, use, fertilizer and, you know, all the different things that he would do, but it, it really kind of brought up this analogy in my mind, right? You know, we had like this cow pasture behind one of the houses that we lived in. And what I, what I was thinking about here was manure, 
and nobody likes it. You know, manure stinks. It's not fun to be around. It's not something that you're proudly going to display on, you know, in your house or on your mantle. It typically people that, you know, have manure for whatever reason, they, they keep it hidden out of sight, you know, a dark corner of, of, you know, their yard and whatever. But when you think about it in the context of gardening, right, if you take that manure and you till it into the soil, you, you're using a natural fertilizing ingredient to, you know, in that soil. You till it into the soil, you plant your seeds, you, you water, you nourish, you, you care for that garden. And before you know it, you're, you're growing some of the best fruits and, and vegetables more, more often than not the vegetables, but you know, you're growing these, these awesome tasting vegetables from that garden and you used crap to do it. Manure, you used, use crap to do it. People often talk about their, their past, right? The shame, the guilt, you know, all the animosity and, and all the things that, that have happened to them in the past as crap. Sorry that you had to go through that crap, you know, all, all these different things. And I, I, I started talking to people about this and I was like, you know, the crap in your life matters. It really does. That manure. It's one of the most valuable assets that you carry with you today. You take it, you utilize it. There is a purpose for it all. And through that utilization, through that understanding, you can take the power away from those events. And rather than having those things control you through all that rumination and all of that guilt and shame and negative emotion and poor esteem and all of those things, you challenge all of that, all of that negativity. And then you utilize that crap for something better in the future. And I'm telling you, when people got a hold of that, when they started listening to that analogy and understanding it and digesting it, they were like, uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. And it's because the past matters. It's because your story and your perspective matters. We all have a, a different perspective. You can grow up in the same home with all your other siblings and your perspective could be different from someone else's living in the same household. Two people can look at the same piece of art and they can come away with two different meanings or perspectives on that, on that piece of art. That's life. It's like taking a panoramic photograph and cutting it up into a hundred different pieces and, and giving it to a hundred different people and keeping them separated and then asking them, tell me what's happening in this picture. Tell me what, tell me what the big picture is based on this little sliver of, of photograph you have in your hand. And when forced to give an answer, they're, they're going to give you a hundred different answers more than likely. It's not until all of those different pieces come back together and, and the picture is finally, you know, restored that we get the full image of, of exactly what's happening. And that's perspective. Perspective is you, you got a sliver of something that matters. You've got a piece of it, a piece of that picture. And we all need that perspective in order to complete the bigger picture. Pardon me. I'm going to take a drink real quick. That perspective matters. It matters more than, you know, it matters more than, um, <clears throat> matters more than, uh, you know, some people may realize. And if, if 
other people can't understand why the information that you hold matters. Okay, fine. Maybe it's just not a good time for them. It, it doesn't say anything about you. It says more about the individual who's unwilling to accept that perspective. So this is why the story matters. The story matters because it, it, it is unique to you. It provides a lot of perspective. It gives a great idea of, of, you know, what may be happening in your life, mentally and emotionally speaking, cognitively speaking, behaviorally speaking. There are so many different facets and, and aspects to it, but it matters. And by understanding your story, by decoding your story, you can make a, you can make a difference in your own life and in the lives of people around you by having that understanding and by understanding what needs to change in order for you to achieve your personal vision in life for the future. Every single person that I talk to has a unique story. Every single person that, that, that I speak to, they, they talk about and they expand on, on their life and, and their journey through life. And it's very interesting. We, we talk about our story in the context of, you know, uh, trauma. We, we talk about our story in the context of, you know, a lot of negative things that have happened to us, you know, counseling is focused on a need to, to grow and, and become better. And so there is a lot of emphasis on the negative aspects of our lives, but it, it's about shifting that mentality and saying, okay, these things were bad, but how can we utilize them? How can we take the power away from those things? And how can we live a better life, even with the past that we, we have? And if you don't take the time to decode your own story, if you don't take the time to understand your story better, it's going to be really difficult for you to live your life, make the decisions that, that you know are necessary for your life in order to achieve the future that you want. The understanding is that we all carry purpose, whether we know it, whether we understand it, whether we see it, we carry a purpose. We have to face got to face these things down. We've got to face our past. We've got to face the mistakes and the failures uh, that, that have come in our life. And we've got to utilize those for growth, for our betterment. You know, I was, I was watching a, uh, a documentary on Netflix uh, not too long ago, and it, it had everything to do with SpaceX. It was talking about the difference between, you know, Elon Musk, his vision, you know, the way that SpaceX operated and the way that NASA operated. Right. Uh, and obviously the government took the time to consider all the all the um, negative things that could happen. Right. 
they try to be as safe as possible. You know, their, their outlook was that they didn't want to send a, um, you know, whether it was an unmanned or a crewed vehicle into space and just to have it blow up. Right. They wanted to avoid certain mishaps and mistakes. And while I was watching this, I, I, you know, I could understand that perspective, right. And you want to do things right the first time and not have to, you know, keep going back and, and trying to fix things is often what we're taught, you know, learn, 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 do it right the first time. And then Elon Musk was on, uh, he was talking about, you know, the way that SpaceX operates because they were, they were talking about, you know, the first, uh, few launches that they had and, uh, you know, they would shoot a rocket up and 30 seconds in the launch, the thing would blow up. Right. And then they would collect the data and then they would make changes. And then the second one, you know, they would launch it and it, it may be up there longer and then it blew up and they did the same thing. They collected the data from, from everything and they made whatever changes they need to or needed to. And then they went and did it again. And it, it just kind of struck me as odd, right? Because here you are, you're on a, on a, in a very public profession, right? Um, when you start talking about space and, and anything having to do with, you know, leaving this atmosphere or going into high, uh, high altitudes within our atmosphere, that's a very visible thing and it's highly publicized, right? People look at it and to see these failures from a layman's perspective, it's like, oh my God, they, they suck, but Elon made a, he, you know, he was talking and he made a comment and I don't know what the comment is specifically. So I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but it was something to the effect of we don't mind blowing up a rocket as long as we learn from it, as long as we learn something from it. He's like, you know, we would send one up, it would blow up and, and we would collect that data and we would learn what, what went wrong and we would make changes for the next one. It takes a certain mindset to be okay with failure. And if you look at SpaceX now, they, they've, you know, obviously got contracts with NASA. You know, they can dock with the International Space Station. They can take astronauts from, uh, from the Kennedy Space Center to, you know, the International Space Station. They're obviously working with a lot of uh, satellite companies, putting satellites in geosynchronous orbit. You know, they're doing, they're doing a lot. They overcame all of that adversity. They overcame all of those failures because they weren't afraid to make a mistake. They were okay with making mistakes because they knew that they were learning something from it. So the takeaway here is, look, you're not perfect. That's okay. You have a past. So does everybody else. The, the goal here is to look at your story, do some introspection and, and think about all the things that, that are happening in your life today and, and looking at the past and saying, okay, what went wrong? What are the things that I can identify within the past that may be contributing to some of the issues that I'm having today? And what do I need to do about that? How can I fix that? We learn from the past. We learn from our mistakes, our failures. And look, if I didn't make mistakes or I didn't fail, I'd never learn. Honestly, I, I feel like I learned the hard way. 
I kind of feel like Elon Musk, not, not sure that it was always, you know, a very intentional process by, but by attempting to do something and failing at it, I feel like I gained some knowledge and insight and I became better from it. I still had to look at the past and I had to learn from my past. I had to learn about the mistakes that I made. I had to understand, you know, this, the certain implications you know, based on choices and decisions that I made, I had to take ownership of my life. I had to own and take responsibility for the things that I did. I could not continue pointing the finger and blaming everybody else because unfortunately, as much as they may have contributed to where you're at today, they are certainly not responsible and cannot fix what's going on with you and your life. Just the same as you may have hurt other people, you may have broken somebody's heart. You may have really, really screwed things up in a relationship. You may have done a lot of really terrible things in the past, but you were not beholden to those things. So we, you know, through this process of understanding and, and decoding and, and learning and growing, it, it's, it's a very intricate and very highly detailed multifaceted process. And it is a painful process, but I promise you that growth is worth every, every minute of pain that you experience by facing things down. We don't get to run from our past. We don't get to change our past, but we have control over our future. And if we understand our past enough, if we come to terms with, with, you know, what, what's happened, we can overcome it. It's going to be with us for the rest of our lives, but it, it won't hold that same level of power over us. We can overcome it. We can live the life that we choose to live based on, you know, the, the, the decisions and the choices that we make today moving forward. It's, it's simple, really. It's simple, but it's complicated. I mean, I, I'm really kind of contradicting myself here and I, I'm not doing that on purpose, but it, it really is kind of on both sides. You can simplify it by looking at it in a certain type of way. But when you really start digging into it, there, there are multiple layers that you've got to go through, but this is where it starts. Understanding, understanding the why, where I came from, why I'm here now, and where do I plan to go in the future? And how do I get there? What are the necessary changes I need to make to my life by understanding my past? And, and, and here's the, here's the kicker. Just like Elon Musk blowing up rockets off the launch pad and learning from the data that he collected, you have to learn. You have to gather the information, the necessary information in order to organize it in such a way that it makes sense so that you can grow from it. If you don't do these things, there can be no expectation of growth. If you don't take responsibility for your life and everything that's happened in it, good or bad, whether it was you or someone else, you're not going to grow. You're not going to learn. We have to face these things down. We carry these behavioral, emotional, cognitive things forward with us based on experiences that we've had in life. And so in order to alter those and, and change those things, we have to understand where we came from. We have to take responsibility for our lives and then we have to implement change. And change comes through this process that we're talking about. We talk about change every day at work, psychoeducational counseling, 
coping skills, grounding skills. We talk about, you know, addressing anxiety and stress and communication and dealing with grief and just a multitude of things, facing down trauma and, and all sorts of things. But you don't grow if you don't understand. And understanding takes, takes some time. It takes some time to collect that information and organize it in a way that it makes sense and then formulating a game plan moving forward. So my question here, as we, as we wrap things up, I, I, so first of all, I I really hope that what I was saying made sense. I, I feel like maybe, you know, I mean, it's, it's mental health babble, but I do, you know, have a projected vision for what I'm doing here. So I, I hope that what we talked about made sense. Um, I hope that you understand the past is extremely significant. If I, if I'm going to summarize the past is extremely significant, your story matters, your perspective matters in order to make positive change in your life. You've got to take some time and, and go through the past. You've got to understand it. You've got to formulate a plan from where you're at today, you know, take, take full responsibility for your life and everything that, that is involved with it. Stop blaming, stop pointing the finger, stop expecting someone, you know, Superman's not going to swoop in and save you. He's not going to change things for you. Stop expecting things, right? Managing expectations, right? All of these things, they matter in order for you to get to where you want to be in the future. That is the summary of everything that we're doing, but that is exactly why this, this first episode was, was really just a big one to get off the ground because the story matters, everything moving forward. It's all about clarification of specific details, but the story is the most intricate part of that process and it takes some time. So if any of this resonates with you, if you feel like you, you've kind of been stuck behaviorally, cognitively, emotionally, if you feel like from what we've talked about, looking back on the past, you may be missing some things that you might need or you might want, or you're just lost. You feel like you have no purpose or direction in life, or you feel like your story doesn't matter or that, you know, your past is too big to overcome. I challenge you. I challenge you today to get up and advocate for yourself seek help as as soon as you possibly can advocate for yourself your own mental health and well-being and your happiness in life it's your life it's up to you it all matters the decisions that you make moving forward it all matters I really want people to get up and go seek the help that they need learn those skills that are going to be necessary for you to face down the rest of your life and live happy, live free, not free of the past, but free of the, uh, free of the chains that bind you to all of those negative things in the past, the freedom from your own, your own negative internal dialogue, your irrational thought patterns, your, your extremely high expectations that, that just never seem to be met. I want you to live freely. So if any of this resonates with you, please, please reach out to uh, anyone in your local area that, that does, you know, counseling, psychotherapy, you know, um, look for people that are doing the work though. I, I really, I really want people to go and understand the, the necessity of putting in some time and taking care of your mental health by working 
not just talking, but working. I don't want to keep rambling on this. This podcast has already gone over an hour and, and I didn't mean for that to be that way. But, you know, when when I'm talking about this stuff, obviously I, there's a passion here for it. Um, and I, I want I want to make a change. Not for me, but for you, I, I really do want to increase the mental and emotional strength of people. I want to emphasize that, that, that strength that we have, you know, in society that we have when we advocate for ourselves and we look out for one another and we do all of those things that we really want to do in our lives that we, we, we get better together. So again, my, my challenge is to you, um, to get up, advocate for yourself and, um, you know, seek what you need, seek what you need. Don't wait. You've waited long enough. If you're listening to the sound of my voice and, and, and you need help, get the help you need. If you're struggling and you feel like, you know, you're coming towards the end of your, your, um, you're coming towards the end of your, your life. You're thinking about taking your own life. You think that you have nothing left to offer you know, there, there's nothing left for you to do. I challenge you, I challenge you to, to seek help. I was that guy I was there. I was at a point where I felt like there was, there was no purpose for me. There was no point for me. There was nothing that it, I could say that anyone was, was really truly going to care about. And I was wrong. My story matters. It's changed. It's, it's helped people to change their life for the better. And, and if, if I, I, and I've said it before and I'll continue to say it, if, if I only reach one person and I keep one person from, from taking drastic measures in their life, if I can keep one person from killing themselves, if I can keep one person from, from harming themselves or someone else, I will say that I have done my job and I have lived my purpose, but I, I believe so much more is out there for me. I believe there's so much more out there for you. And, and I feel like we, we all just need to get out and, and advocate for ourselves. So that is the message for today. Um, that is the show. Like I said, I'm not going to keep babbling on. I, I can do this all day long if I, if I really wanted to, and I don't necessarily want to, what I can say is thank you very much for tuning into this episode. Um, and, and sticking with it through to the end, uh, it, it is so greatly appreciated. Um, keep a lookout for, you know, links for social media. I am going to be putting, uh, putting up some stuff on Facebook. Um, going to start a group on there by the same name, mental health babble. Um, I'm going to jump on Instagram and excuse me, <clears throat> share some, behind the scenes stuff. Uh, there, there may be some midweek, you know, short videos, things that, uh, things that we can cover, uh, in the middle of the week, um, as just kind of like an extra bonus. Um, I'm going to be looking for ways to kind of expand this and, and, 
you know, just really kind of revolutionize it and get it pushed out to as many people as I can. So if you can, please share this, share this with other people. Listen, whether you feel like the information is good for you or not, it may, it may be necessary for somebody else and just think hard. Who are the people in your life that, that may need a, a, a little extra boost, a boost of confidence and, and, you know, may need, uh, may need to hear this message. So if it's not for you, I understand it's not going to be for everybody, but push it out. Share it with some other people. Let them, let, them, let them hear this so that they can stand up and they can advocate for themselves and they can get the help from wherever they need to get that help. Um, I am going to reemphasize if you are in Pueblo, Manitou, you know, the uh, Colorado Springs, the Denver metro area, and you are looking for a place to go um, to get some counseling or some medication management, please, 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 please go to the mentallystrong.com website and uh, have a look reach out to us and uh, I, I really look forward to seeing or hearing from you if if that's the case um, look out for those links for social media and there's so much more to come I'm already looking at you know the next episode down the line and I'm, I'm kind of planning these out as I go uh, things that I, I may want to talk to a little bit more up or talk about a little bit more up front um, regarding just kind of this, this process that we're going through, you know, so just stay tuned. There's more to come. Um, I promise I won't just sit here and drone on. We'll try and make these episodes a little more interesting as we go along, but I, you know, it all starts with the story starts with the understanding. Um, again, thank you for listening. <laughs> I know I keep saying the same thing over and over again, but, um, I'm just wrapping it up here. I appreciate you guys listening. And, um, Take care, have a great week, and hopefully, you know, this this grows, and we'll uh, catch you in the next episode of the Mental Health Babble Podcast. Take care.